Let's Talk Oculus is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to know how to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash playtestvr. What's up, Oculus nerds? I'm Dan from Playtest VR, and he's back. Samson, what is happening? Where the hell have you been? Oh, I am back. I spent a little bit of time in Denver and Colorado Springs, but it's good to be back in Erie, Pennsylvania. Sounds sounds great, and uh, what a show to come back to. Uh, I'm very excited about this about this one, and you guys are definitely in for a treat. Our guest, Jeff Ball Jr., is a VR developer. He has over 10 years of experience. He's the co-founder of Don't Look Digital, who are making the most insane horror games. Um, we'll talk a bit about that. Um, also, he's addicted to VR. Even though he's a developer, he also loves VR. He has a lot of history with it. Um, he has a lot of good advice for anyone who wants to start off as a VR developer. And he also works for Blackbox. Um, he, he is the developer at Blackbox as well, which is an in-house VR fitness gym that combines like resistance training as well as VR um, in a, something like an MMO, which is, which is ridiculous to sound, but tons to talk about and tons to unpack here. Um, but before we get into it, I just want to shout out to our three Patreons, uh, Andrew, Kimberly, and Kai. Uh, your kindness to support helped us pay for the premium version of Zoom so we can deliver a better podcast for you and all our listeners. So thank you so much to all three of you. We're definitely humbled by your support. And if you're interested in becoming a patron or just want to send us a question, all the details are in the description below, as long as all of Jeff's stuff as well. So... I'll stop waffling on and um, enjoy the show, y'all. Jeff, welcome to Let's Talk Oculus Podcast. We're excited to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Excited to be on. Yeah, really excited to have you on. Now, um, me and Samson just explained to the listeners in the intro of the show that you've been in development for over 10 years now. You're a developer at Blackbox. Um, you have a brand new take on VR fitness with that. Um, and then you have your own studio going on as well. So there's tons to unpack here, but let's talk, let's talk about the early stages of development or what kind of brought you on to development in general and what inspired you to transition into VR eventually. Yeah, totally. I, uh, what got me in development in the first place, well, when I was a, when I was a, a kid, in high school, I really wanted to be in bands and be um, traveling around, like doing the whole rock star thing. So I started doing that. And out of high school, I was on the road a bunch, um, traveling with bands and playing shows. But as you can imagine, didn't make um, enough money to live. <laughs> so <laughs> conveniently, I had my MacBook at the time and I started building um, iPhone apps. Um, mm to try to supplement my income. So that's where I first started getting into development. And one of the things I liked about like iPhone or building like iPhone apps was like the tactile response of like touching things on the screen. Um, not to mention, it was just fun to, to make, you know, various apps. Like I made like some soundboard apps and of course, like the fart apps or whatever, just because <laughs> why not? Uh, yeah. And then, um, you know, the, I did that whole thing and that was a fun time, but I transitioned into web development as I kind of like, kind of got back to 
uh, kind of got out of the music industry a little bit and was doing web development for a little while, which was fun. And like it got, uh, you know, my development chops up for sure. But as you can imagine, definitely, you know, it can be fun for some people. For me, it was it was a job and it was fun enough. But that's when VR started coming out, I think, around. I mean, Oculus started, you know, doing their thing in like the 2014, 15, 16, mm-hmm. when all of that started happening. And I was keeping an eye on it, but um, it wasn't until probably like 2017, 2018, I got my hands on a Windows Mixed Reality headset. Mm-hmm. I was at a Unity, uh, Unity, the Unity engine. I was at a conference of theirs and uh, Microsoft gave a bunch of us um, these headsets. And I came home and that's when I first truly tried vr like i had tried to edit some shows here and there but it was like sit in the roller coaster it's like oh that's cool but like actually getting home with it and like having your hands in vr and all of that that once that happened and i experienced a few things there Mm -hmm. it was just my entire just lens i just shifted straight towards vr i was like all right let's go here Mm -hmm. like i need to do this and so um I just started doing that a ton and started working with um, some friends over here, creating some some weird like music video things and just really experimenting with everything you could do in VR. And then that's when I met some of the people at Blackbox and what they were doing with um, virtual reality and fitness over here in Boise and got connected with those guys. And then just the doors blew open. And so mm-hmm. that was probably like 2018 2019 and since then i've just been every single day it's been either working on black box which is like the vr fitness side which is super awesome and then on the flip side over there working with don't look digital on these experimental immersive Mm -hmm. almost like horror horror horror-ish experiences um and just i've just been engulfed in the world of (coughs) vr you know so and i was really excited when uh, I like to talk about VR and I think some of my friends are always like, all right, shut up. <laughs> we get it. But <laughs> when I was like tweeting, I was on Twitter and I was like, I want to get on some podcasts. Let's just talk about VR. And I was so excited that you guys reached out. It's like, yes, so I'm excited. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's why we started. Yeah. <laughs> we, we also, we also have friends like that who want us to shut up all the time. So yeah. we thought, all right, let's find some like-minded people. It's, it's interesting how um, you, you made a good point there where I think still a lot of people think that VR is like Google cardboard is that yeah. roller coaster simulator. And still not many people have tried out what real true immersive VR is. And it's pretty, it's pretty good that you got that transition with the mixed reality headset. Cause I've not really yeah. heard that. I've heard people say a lot of PlayStation VR is kind of the yeah. first entry level, but mixed reality is like a rare one. Well, so. I think the mixed reality stuff, what was cool about it at the time, which does kind of suck now um, is, I mean, cause Microsoft had all, you know, the, the OEMs, they all just came up with headsets, but they didn't sell because they were priced just too much compared to, you know, Oculus and HTC at the time. And so they dropped the prices down a ton. I guess they were just giving them away. Cause I guess that's what they did to us. They just gave all the developers, these headsets are like build stuff for our store, please. Um, and what was cool is like, they were selling for pretty cheap. I don't know if you guys remember at the time, like they were selling for pretty cheap and actually got some friends on it too. Like they went and bought some headsets for, you know, pretty cheap, which kind of backfired a little bit for some of them because they ended up getting some pretty poor experiences because of that. I think like some of like the Acer headsets and like some of the HP headsets at the time weren't that great. It like, Mm -hmm. 
you know, we're, it was still like super early days. So like things were uncomfortable or all the, you know, bugs and all of that other stuff. And plus the controllers yeah. for mixed reality are kind of weird. So I definitely wasn't in a, in a unique space where I was at a developer conference and that's how I got my hands on one rather than through like the more traditional like consumer means. Mm-hmm. But yeah, totally. Yeah, fair enough. It's, um, yeah, it's a shame that didn't really take off, but I think maybe it was just too early days in a, in a way. Tech was so early. The amount of requirements you needed for the for the PC as well, I think mm-hmm. is, it was such a baby right then, you know, and it was right. you know, learning a walk, you know. Oh, totally. And that's what I guess that's what I'm excited for with, uh, you know, with like Quest 2 and Quest mm-hmm. is my favorite headset by far because of because it takes away all of the uh or not all of but you know it takes away most of the big huge friction points that people have with vr in the first place well definitely and it, and it kind of comes to my next question for you is that like i said there's there's still a lot of vr critics out there you know i look on reddit and well, i mean reddit's a toxic place anyway but when it comes to <laughs> vr right. everyone's saying these are just like mini games and everything there's there's no chance it's just a gimmick still like even though it's been out for a while now what what is kind of your um projection of what vr is going to be or or if to make it a little easier for you like what would you want vr to be like would it be something that's just in fitness or something that strives to be like a second screen in your in your home instead of using a monitor or is it the games or is it all of the above like what what are your thoughts on it um yeah i think i mean there's definitely a piece of me that's reserved for i don't know what's gonna happen and I'm excited to see what happens. Um, but there is a piece, I think, uh, who was it? I think Denny of um, Cloudhead Games. He he made a tweet one time that I think he put it pretty well, that like VR is um, something you, it, you something, it's not a passive thing you do, at least not right now. And I don't know for how long, if it will ever turn into a passive thing, like your phone, like your phone, you just pull open and you start doing stuff on it. But VR is definitely something you, you kind of have to mentally prepare and get into, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing at all. I think people, you know, sports are like that. You going and leaving the house to go hang out with, you know, going out to eat, whatever you're doing, you're going and doing an activity. And I think VR, especially right now, is still kind of that. It's like, all right, I'm going to go do a VR thing. I'm going to go mm-hmm. do this activity. Um, and I think that's kind of what the near term is still going to look like. And I think that's really cool. I think that is... I think there's something special with that, like people coming in and like, are I want to experience something right now or like do something in this space. And there's definitely plenty of games. And I think fitness is one of like the clear, I mean, one of the clear examples of like, it's better in VR than like mm-hmm. doing a flat screen thing. There's just, there's just certain things in VR that are just automatically better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people... I think people recognize that. And I think like that's what's helping kind of bring it forward right now. And I think the more we find those experiences that are just straight up better instead of like, oh, it was neat that this game got ported to VR. It's like, it's a neat novelty, <laughs> but it's like, it didn't have to be done. No. But but at the same time, like, who knows? Who knows? Maybe, you know, if the world, you know, ends in apocalypse and, you know, all the whatever the climate change happens and everyone's stuck inside, then maybe it becomes an integral part of everybody's, everybody's lives. I mean, over the pandemic, it kind of has a little bit, but um, at least for me. But yeah. I think I think for all of us, to be honest, I think VR's mm-hmm. kind of thrived in the in the pandemic, to be honest. 
um yeah. it's able to like for example i all my family is like back at home so one of my uncles has just got a quest and i haven't seen him for two years and i've just been playing walkabout mini golf going into big screen with him and it's like we're connecting on a like i don't really facetime him it's normally just a message yeah. all the time <laughs> so now we've finally found that medium that is kind of makes sense for us so I think you're right. Um, I think an interesting one as well is that you're saying like people will go out to, to, do, to do VR, like they'll do a sporting event. Do you think that's just because of how closed off it is? You put the headset, you're in your own world, right? There's no, it's not like AR, I'd guess, where other people can have glasses or, or say, and they can all see the same shared world or just watching a TV, uh, <clears throat> on a TV right? Everyone can see that. You know, do you, do you think that could be a potential problem for VR, like being it all closed off and it's only a, a virtual space? Um, I think I think maybe there, even with one thing that I really appreciated with, uh, well, one of the most annoying things, and I think all the all Quest fans are a little annoyed at it right now, is that once you put on the Quest, like trying to play with somebody else can be pretty challenging sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, like they have like the different, like they have like, you know, you have the quest parties but then some games will kick you out of it or won't let the audio you know and i guess they're they're rectifying that with these updates and stuff and we're getting better and better but i think the better that stuff gets and the more like connected like maybe your phone gets where like like now you can see text messages and stuff inside of your Mm -hmm. headset i think the more that stuff starts happening where when you put on the headset you aren't totally just like siloed off from from all of your other things that it might get easier to do that way but like currently right now like if i put on my headset even though it is really really easy now it's yeah it definitely is a little uh there is a thing in the back of your head like you put it on you're like all right i am i'm disconnected in some capacity from Mm -hmm. other things in life and you know maybe that's a good thing or bad thing um and i guess i very much like it Yeah. yeah yeah and i think like there's some experiences like i want that and I think yeah. that's where maybe like, you know, toggles and settings are great for that kind of thing. But like, yeah, there's definitely mm-hmm. some experiences where it's like, I want to be 100% immersed. But then there are other experiences where you're hopping on to play like, if I'm playing like poker mm-hmm. or like sometimes other, other maybe a little more, I don't know, the games that aren't as like as immersive where you are right. like trying to listen to everything and hear everything. Like those are the games where maybe it's easier to have, be able to see like your, messages pop up or being able to multitask or things like that right. but yeah like, i don't like know. if i'm it's... fishing or something like that right yeah no totally. exactly yeah yeah you're just kind of chilling that's the one thing i really wish that we could have right now i think that would help vr is like you kind of have it in pc vr but in quest like you can't like open up discord or something and like just mm-hmm. chill with your friends or like stream your games over discord and like you can on the pc like i don't know what you guys like but when i'm hanging out with friends on the you know we're just hang on discord and like people will be streaming their games and you're just chatting you can hop in for a little bit so i think like the more the friction kind of gets pushed away which i I know oculus is they're trying it's definitely one of their big goals i think that can definitely help for sure yeah definitely it's still early days i know samson's always in multiplayer so i guess you can also account to a little bit of problems of just trying to organize a party right yeah i was i was gonna say like there were uh I mean, they've been trying to work on the party chat thing, but there were times where I tried to play with my brother and like, we just couldn't hear each other in the game. We couldn't figure it out. And there was just like so much friction that we just gave up and we're like, all right, we'll just, we'll come back to this later. 
Um, right. But yeah, I mean, there are some games like Walkabout, I think is really nailed. It's super easy to get into a game, talk to people, um, but it's definitely inconsistent amongst the apps. Well, that's the thing. I think Oculus need to come up with the system to have it like all the way around the whole system like xbox can do and playstation can do like i can be in a party with someone playing something else or completely different games we can still talk to each other um and have that social aspect so yeah i I think you're right on that um on that thing though jeff what kind of vr headsets do you use right now like not not for your development but for your casual gaming in in general like what do you normally go to is it the quest or yeah it's definitely I'm on the quest pretty much for all of it. I used to do quest for quest stuff. And then I had a rift S for, um, PC stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once the quest two came out and then, uh, it's just better in basically every way for myself and then Airlink and, you know, virtual desktop came out. Then it was just like, now my rift S is just in a box. <laughs> so I definitely, I was going to ask. Uh, do you use uh, Link or Virtual Desktop more? Like, what do you use more often? Um, lately, it's been lately it's been Air Link, um, just because it's a little more baked in. Um, I use Virtual Desktop a little bit for, uh, I guess, like some of the Steam stuff. I did, I do appreciate Air Link for some of like the, I guess, the latency um, tricks that like Oculus has to kind of help with like the the asynchronous like space warp and all of that stuff and like the time warp although all the little technologies in there that kind of help with like when you drop frames um but yeah i definitely use airlink more but i do use i use uh just the straight up cable link probably 80 percent of the time with my development i have my quest plugged in most of the time and i it's just so crazy how you can i'm plugged in via usb and like i can't tell the the difference <laughs> between like a especially with the latency you can kind of tell with the compression a little bit but once you're like playing you forget about it mm, yeah it's, it's pretty remarkable and you kind of don't need the cable at all really anymore mm. um for, yeah. for, for some so well the, in that case then if you're on the quest most of the time what are you, what are you playing and, and what, what is your favorite vr game yeah oh man uh i'm playing everything so like i'm not at the level like i'm I'm buying quite a few games as they come out. Um, but like let's, let's, yesterday, I finally bought a Gadgeteer um, okay. and was having a fun time in that one, just like building little puzzles and stuff. But like mm-hmm. the games that I still play more consistently lately is but definitely doing Beat Saber for some fitness stuff for sure. Pop One, been playing Pop One, mm-hmm. of course, like a ton. Um, a couple of my coworkers at work. We, uh, we try to play pretty consistently and some of them have gotten pretty good, but I've been enjoying that. I just picked up Vertigo Remastered actually the other day okay. on Steam. So I've been making my way through that one and that one is like mind blowing for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, and I just picked up some, I've been picking up games that I've been missing that I've missed like Moss. Yeah. I just picked that up because I haven't played that one yet, and I want to get through that. So, like, there's definitely a bunch of games in my backlog, too, that I'm trying to get through. And then, like, I want to try to get pick up uh, Sniper Elite, because that looks awesome, too. Yeah. But it's... um, I was yeah, tempted... So- I was tempted to pick up Sniper Elite yesterday, but then I jumped into the... I think uh, Samson did the same. Jumped into Synth Riders. Uh, then <sighs> you... 
Then you, um, then you DLC the Caravan Palace. Is that correct, Amazon? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal. Like that, Straight I feel fire. like that that music just works perfectly in Synth Riders. I don't know if you played it, Jeff, but we have. I have not. It's been on my radar though. I've been debating picking it. There's so many games that I'm just like there are in my wish list that I'm I'm trying to control myself. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I should probably try some of these other ones before I pick them up. But like, it's on my list to play for sure. Yeah, Synth Riders is my go-to rhythm game uh, for working out and all that. Sweet. Yeah, I think it really all these games like the, the still of the fight. We'll talk about the fitness with Black Box in in, uh, in a moment, but VR with fitness is 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 escalated with the Quest, I think, because of the untetheredness, right? And mm-hmm. I think so many people are getting in serious with it, like whether they're playing the games, but they're also playing Supernatural. I don't know if you've dived into Supernatural before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic tool again, just yeah. um, really immersive. And I think they've done a great job in bringing fitness to the quest. Uh, it was interesting. Did you see the leak of the, um, is it the HTC or um, they were coming out with like a, a fitness headset, but it got canned. I don't know. I don't oh, know. I saw, yeah, I saw yeah. the, uh, wasn't that one? It was, uh, wasn't it supposedly a, uh, what do they call it? um just like a prototype like a render yeah 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 or, like yeah, a, i really so, yeah. hope something like that becomes a thing because i think it would be awesome i 100 percent. i think it's definitely tailored for you know a certain audience which which would like that but we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the the fitness with black box a little bit later on um jeff let's talk about don't look digital and this is your your studio that you co-founded right yeah. Um, how mm-hmm. long how long has it been a thing? So yeah, don't look digital has been a thing since I think early 2019. Um, it was initially there's a I have an artist friend here in town who does some really sweet 3D art. And we just got together because with our love of VR, like he had been doing um his name's Trey, he had been doing um art shows around town. But he would bring his Oculus, like he would have like, he's, he had like paintings and like some sculptures and stuff, but then he would have his Oculus. And so he built like a, an art exhibit inside of, inside of VR using his different um, sculpts and stuff he had made. And um, so he was doing that and he has some really awesome stuff. And so when I connected with him, we just started brainstorming on these like crazy ideas for uh I think at the time we were doing like we were trying to do some music video stuff so we were we developed like a music video style thing for an artist here in town um one of the and it, it was just one of the coolest things like combining music with um the visuals and anyways we just we kept vibing off stuff like that and we've created tons of different prototypes and we've kind of jammed some stuff together and um definitely we've just been in the experimental phase with the studio where I think in 2019 we had jammed and stuff. We went to Oculus connect six and we showed off a game. We have a game coming out soon. We haven't like done a bunch of promo on it or anything, but mm-hmm. we're sending it off to the app lab, um, the people in the next like week or so. So we'll see how long it takes to get out there. But we like, we developed like a small puzzle game a few years ago that we just recently revived to kind of polish up and send out. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the past, probably, and that 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 development, the whole development for that studio kind of like, it kind of went a little more silent for 2020. 
um, just with my work with like black box and everything else going on. Yeah. But uh, lately it's kicked up a ton um, where we're going to be releasing this game and we have some awesome stuff in the works for um, like immersive kind of the, the immersive horror style gameplay. One of the things that I think one of our mantras or goals for some of the stuff we're making is we want people to, when they take off their headset to look like they've like seen a ghost or something. Um, <laughs> we've seen this before. We've like, we've, we've had a couple of these experiences where we put people in and they take it off and they look like they're like their whole entire world just was like changed. And I'm like, these are the things you can do in VR. And so like yeah. our whole thing is we're not trying to, we're not trying to like take other successful ideas that have been done on flat screen and bring them to VR. We're just really trying to just like tap into all the unique mm. pieces that VR can bring. And so mm. yeah, we're just, we're just experimenting a ton with like hand tracking right now um, and different special ways of like using locomotion um, that feel natural and then just like yeah. messing with your senses like we created a we're creating an experience um we've I've created an experience where like you get uh you get your head chopped off with a, a guillotine um which is kind of fun and then we're making one right now Wait, where does, you're, it, like, does, in... does the camera follow your head or does it like you know what i mean like when your head yeah, falls yeah. off okay right now it right now it cuts to black but I do. We were like, do we do the roll around thing? And maybe, maybe. And, I'm, and these are the things that we're like, we're experimenting with. I'm like, I don't know if we just like have these little bite sized, like two minute to five minute things we chuck out on App Lab and people download, or like, do we kind of combine them into a bigger experience? But those are the things we're kind of working on. And like, one of the things we're working on right now is like, you're in, you're on the moon and like your helmet cracks and like, maybe you like are suffocating on in space or something just like these weird things that you can mess with like your mind um and those are the things we're really excited about and building right now oh my god that sounds amazing i uh, like as as a, <laughs> as a as a big fan of horror and vr horror especially <laughs> this all sounds amazing but also terrifying yeah at the same time <laughs> uh, i think you're right though i think like there is some games that have been kind of ported to the quest which have been flat screen games not just horror like i know resident evil 4 is coming out but for example like mist is another old puzzle game which got ported and such and sometimes it just don't really work and i think it's really good that you're building something from the ground up and really thinking about vr as a general as a medium and going okay what what are the pros of vr how can we make this more immersive and i saw that you recently hired like a 3d audio uh director yeah. as well yeah, that's like, that's that's like one of the the biggest things in VR that I think some people don't think about is audio mm. is almost just as important, if not more important, than the visuals. Like bringing in someone who's good at audio and having them put those layers into your game can really bring it to the next level. Um, yeah, this guy, his name's Dara Crawford. He's uh, He's from London and he does the sickest. He's like the ma most, he's like the mad scientist of like audio, <laughs> but like, we're like working, he has all these crazy ideas and like, he works with um, me at black box as well. Mm -hmm. And um, just, you can do so much with audio in like that spatial world where like, we've even had ideas where like you're, 
you're in a dark room and you are hearing somebody walking around you, like, I don't know, being all creepy or threatening you or, um, you know, you hear like knives or like guns or something, you know, but like you can like really mess with people just in the audio space alone without even having any visuals going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, that, so sounds, really that sounds that. absolutely horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yeah. great, Samson. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh my God. I'm I was scared by the like the dog in the carve like in the carve uh, snowboarding game. You're in the lodge mm-hmm. and there's a dog in there, and I walked over to. It, I was like, "Oh, can you can you pet the dog?" And I pet the dog, and its head moves and its tail wags, and I jumped and screamed. <laughs> Doesn't take much to get me. Yeah, yes. Oh yeah. Samson's not going to dive into don't set Bobby at any time yeah. soon. I don't, I don't think, but um, no. you're right. You're right, though. I think I think PlayStation are really pushing this with their PS5. I think they talked about 3D audio so much um, in in their like initial conferences, and people were like, "What well, what is this?" You know, because you can't really experience it unless you actually put it on. And I think potentially with their next VR, they'll probably be honing in on that as well probably pushing for that which is probably going to work great for you but you're right i remember back in the day when i was playing resident evil 2 how mr x you can just hear his footsteps no matter where you are in the mansion and it's getting closer or going farther away that's absolutely terrifying and that's without any like spatial audio that's just the sense so right add add the immersion layer onto that as well as well as your headphones yeah you're you're in for some sort of treat you might need to put like a disclaimer before you put out these games (laughs) i know i know (laughs) that's what i that's like the one that's the one um line we're trying to like weave around is like how do we make something that's like both uh immersive and like terrifying but like not scare off too many people to the point Mm -hmm. where it's like only the brave may enter because we want like we want like we want people to try it out for sure yeah uh, we want like a, a broader audience to try it out and like that's like the one thing is like how do we make it so it's 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 fun and exciting and adventurous but like not just straight up like you know make you take off your headset you know two minutes into the experience and not play anymore kind of a thing yeah. So that's kind of like a hard balance that we're trying to kind of weave around. Um, I'm I'm kind of a baby when it comes to horror, so I'm I'm kind of the uh... what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and maybe that's where like when I, I like to create it because if I'm you know what's it, coming, I have, I have more control and I <laughs> yeah. know what's coming. So maybe that's part of it. And so like luckily, I think I can kind of be the barometer of like, all right, maybe this is too much, and like people are gonna be you know but i don't know like creating something like like dying in vr like i don't know like what the traumatic effects of that are like depending on how well you do it it could be pretty pretty scary um and i don't know actually that's actually the one thought i had yesterday was like is oculus going to be down with this like because they are you know they are sensitive to what's on their platform and you know it's like death in vr it's like nothing totally like you know offensive or out there but it is like mentally and emotionally taxing um or it can be i guess and it'll be interesting to see what we can kind of get away with on that front seems like seems like on the app lab they're not uh too stingy about the content of the game no no but i i i feel like yeah it depends how amazingly immersive you make it you know um i think you've already got some experiences like for example facial fears 
which is I, I wouldn't say it's immersive but they just give you those jump scares i think for me mm-hmm. <laughs> i made a video way back when i started the youtube channel with facial fears and i hate spiders and when the spider jumped out <laughs> on me i screamed like a little baby i took the headset <laughs> my controller flinged off the you know oh but yeah I think it's I think that's one type of horror and I think that's always fine for people it's a jump scare you get over it blah 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 but I think it's that psychological horror that um, that immersive thing that sticks with you mm-hmm. later on and yep. I think you know you know in, in one aspect you could say if people do feel like that after you've made it a freaking amazing experience mm-hmm. <laughs> or on the other right. thing you're like yeah am I isolating way too many people and I've just got some weirdos who are just into that stuff trying it mm-hmm. out you know so yeah that's my medium yeah definitely but yeah we're excited to see what we can we can do like like i said we're still like in that heavy experimental phase and i've been like posting stuff on twitter to see like Mm -hmm. what people kind of are vibing with um and a lot of the a lot of the work right now is um trying to make something that looks and feels good on the quest because as i think most well i think a lot of people know that like quest is it's pretty low power compared to the PC and development mm-hmm. and making stuff look good on it mm-hmm. can be pretty challenging, um, especially for a lot of indies. It takes a lot of work to get something looking really good and vibey. And so like that's actually where most of my time is spent right now on these projects is creating like a, a bed layer of framework to like get these things looking as vibey and cool as possible. Um, mm-hmm. And that way we can kind of build on top of that, which I'm pretty excited with what we've been able to unlock so far with the, with the quest. It's pretty, it's like an awesome developer community out there yeah. with uh, lots of like helpful tips and um, experimentation that's happening in the field. Yeah. I could say the same to the fans of Oculus as well. I, I feel like the whole VR community is very like friendly when it comes, when it comes to things completely different to, other spaces i've found um i just wanted to touch on um don't upset bobby for a quick minute because it really excited me when i when i was doing some research for this episode on this game because um it basically so it's like horror jenga it's yeah (laughs) you're kind of building up what what is given to you um Mm -hmm. and there's like pieces all around the the room right but you've got bobby who looks like something even worse than the person out of the goonies you know just sitting Uh there just sitting there waiting and then getting angrier and angrier and then screams at you if if it all goes wrong like what what was the was that just like a just a mini concept that you came up with and then just decided to develop it into something more uh tactile to push it out or is it just you just want to mess with your fans (laughs) yeah i think that one um i think don't upset bobby that was one of uh we were creating different game ideas and i think we were just trying to think of things in vr and i think one of the things i was trying to um and actually before i say this i do want to say that was when i was talking about us like kind of jamming and making some puzzle games a few years ago that was one of them and -hmm. that was one of the ideas that we kind of like brought we kind of brought to life and so some of the trailers we we put out but then things just happened in life and we kind of walked away from it but i think about like three to four months ago Trey, um, the co-founder of Don't Look Digital, was like, "Hey, we should just we should revive this. I think I think people would like just a little taste of it, like a little mm-hmm. demo of it." And so we have taken that, polished it up, gotten it running on um, Quest, and 
uh looking it's looking pretty pretty fun and uh we got dara um our new audio guy to come in and throw down audio on it and Sweet. we're release we're submitting that to app lab here in the next week or so so depending on how quick that gets yeah. in there we'll get that released but yeah so like the so the game is i was trying to we were trying to think of a game loop that didn't need any artificial locomotion because I'm pretty sensitive to like motion sickness in VR. Um, and I really enjoyed how like games like Job Simulator were able to kind of dynamically take your space and create something inside of it. So yeah. you could like walk around. And I love the immersion of that. So we were able to take some ideas from there. And then we're like, well, what if we make a puzzle game where you have to like collect things on the floor and like, build these towers and then of course you're like well it would be awesome if like this creepy child <laughs> monster dude or whatever was like wanting you to build his like tower for him and yeah he like gets mad at you and like tries to kill you if you fail and he gets happy if you complete it and so it's like a it's like a puzzle game where you're racing against time to like gather his toys and like build something out of it and um so that's the premise of the game and uh, we brought it to oc6 and um yeah, someone who tried it was like, dude, this is like horror Jenga. And I was like, oh, that's a fun <laughs> little tagline for it. So like, yeah, we kind of used that. And so we'll be releasing like a trailer for that and um, whatnot as we get closer to release. But um, yeah, that one was just like a fun, like how do we make something that can only be done in VR mm -hmm. that can't be done on flat screen? Or at least it'll be worse on flat screen. It'll be better in VR. And I think it just, building stuff is fun. And then kind of combining it with that horror aspect just... It felt fun to us. So I, I agree. I think the being in VR for that type of game, the tension of just Bobby just sitting there as well. Mm -hmm. You just look over your shoulder and he's just with that horrible face, just like ready to scream at you. At the same time, you just said after we after you complete it, he gets happy. I feel like watching him smile is going to be pretty creepy as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost equally as creepy and being happy for sure. Now, yeah, no, it's, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, are you looking to potentially put hand tracking into this game or currently just touch controllers for now? So I thought about, we thought about doing hand tracking for it, but the framework it's built off of, I used to, and for the developers out there who might be watching, I used an old framework called framework called VRTK. Mm -hmm. um, and when I used it a few years ago, it was kind of new and whatnot. But today, after hand tracking and stuff came out, it's pretty old. And like adding hand tracking into it was like going to be really tough. Mm. So it was one of those things. I really like hand tracking in our new experiences. We're building it around hand tracking. Yeah. Um, but like with, uh, with that one, like I, I tried and I was like, uh, you know, it's going to be way too much to like get this in here. But if people like are really digging the game and, mm -hmm. you know, we're seeing some reception, then, you know, then maybe that would be the time to put some effort into getting hand tracking working because i love i love hand tracking for the quest. what are your what are your favorite games uh to use the hand tracking because honestly i i struggle with it like i get super frustrated me too and i think that <laughs> there's a bit of a and what are my favorite games that use hand tracking i that's what's hard is i don't know if i really have one because they're all a little they're all a little tough and that's mm -hmm. like maybe maybe that challenge is maybe a little too hard but i'm striving for it i'm like how can we make hand tracking feel good um 
in a game and so we're really trying to we're really trying to work with it it's definitely proven challenging but um i know oculus just released high frequency hand tracking i think in the last month or two so we've been experimenting with that which is super cool it just keeps things uh, more responsive but i think like as we go it'll get better and better so i'm hoping like by the time you know we're releasing more stuff with this hand tracking it'll have gotten to a point where it just feels better and it's easier to use like mm -hmm. the is it the hand the hand lab uh, i forget the hand name physics it. lab is that hand physics yeah. lab like that's like a fun thing for sure but it definitely feels a little hard to like interact with things sometimes and i know the developer like has awesome tricks and mm -hmm. um it's probably one of the best you know right now one of the best examples of using um hand tracking on the quest but uh yeah but so it's definitely a tough one for sure but i really like it and i want to i want to see it succeed if if possible yeah. but i think yeah. that's definitely potentially the future of vr of having no controllers whatsoever and you can do it with your hands but we're mm -hmm. just not we're just not there yet for me i think i get slightly frustrated i don't know if it's because of the hand tracking is not working correctly or it's just a learning curve for the user as well of trying to like lift an object that's like a square and you know you can't put your hands together you're like you have to in, like pretend that it's that's this size so you should grab it you need to keep that size all the way and i think that's kind of difficult i've been playing um a, a couple of experiences one that's not out yet but another one um in the hoop which is a basketball one which is you pick up the ball and you, you shoot, but then when you shoot, it's slightly off. And it's, it's just trying mm -hmm. to get that, you know, you got a sense of just, oh, you're holding something, but you're not actually holding something. It's, it's trying to get that fine balance of, of understanding that. And I don't know if that's up to the developer or just up to the user in terms of a learning curve and trying to grab objects. Like I've been playing chess, chess club in, in VR and with hand tracking. And that's super easy because you're picking a piece up and dropping mm -hmm. it and you're like actually physically touching your fingers as you're picking that piece up so you get that like response but when you're right, actually not right. holding anything i don't know if it's a learning curve for us or or just a developer thing to think of ways to Im improve that side of things well, i think i think i think vr is at its best when the user doesn't have to go yeah. through a big learning curve yeah. and so like i think you know i think for some experiences it's definitely you know there is learning that, that needs to happen but like yeah i think for like something as natural as using your hands i don't think it is it is tough it is tough when you're trying to pick up a box but like there's nothing to your hands don't collide with anything and then i need like haptic support you know that's the thing it's like haptics yeah. is so yeah. much for immersion mm -hmm. i yeah i agree and i think that's where i think controllers still kind of win in that aspect right now mm -hmm. um and I think that's where, that's where it's like right now, like we're trying to work with hand tracking, but you do lose, while it is super immersive to have your hands like in the space and like moving your hands around just looks and feels so good. And then once you switch to a controller, your hands are kind of just like, they're there static or whatever. Yeah. But with the controller, you get, you know, better tracking and those haptics are awesome. Those haptics can really like help with the, with the immersion for sure yeah definitely maybe the gloves i mean I, I know people are trying to make their own like haptic gloves and maybe that's that's another way forward uh for sure that. yeah it's, it's yeah another, another feature but 
but yeah, the I I I would love hand tracking to work. I think I think for the simple games it just works great. I, I love doing it. But yeah, the controllers. Although you you look at also you look at I don't know if you've ever played Red Matter, but they do. Oh, it's one of my favorite games of all yeah. time. I only just started playing it like a few weeks ago and oh my days, straight away I'm hooked. But the way they've done it where your the controllers are like incorporated into the game as like yeah. devices. I, I love that. that. That definitely brings the immersion in. Um, and they came out ages ago. So I don't mm-hmm. think not many, not many other places, uh, not many other games have done that since. But yeah, I like Red that Matter. Oh man. If we, yeah, if we were talking about games, like that's, I think that's probably my favorite VR game of all time. That game is, I think it's what inspired me to like, mm. let's just make something cool. Cause they really do immerse you in that world. And it looks mm. beautiful on the quest. Like they really, those, they have mad scientists over there or something. <laughs> yeah. It looks so good. It looks amazing. And um, yeah, they just updated it for the quest two when the quest two launched um, to make it look better. And it's just, it looks phenomenal. And I think what they've made also is that the, the movement in that game is fantastic. Like I normally play that game mm-hmm. sitting sitting down and just just oh, relaxing, yeah. you know. Um, and I think they've nailed the movement. They've done similar things with Lone Echo as well. But um, yeah, that that's one of the earliest games, and I still think yeah, to me is also one of the best titles out there still. It's so good. And uh, I love it. Waiting for their second one now. Like oh man, I cannot, <laughs> cannot wait. I've been trying to like find similar games to it, but like nothing. I don't know. I picked up the room. The room's mm. cool because it has like that puzzle vibe, but it's like yeah. just a different style of game. And I'm like, oh, but I want more of that weird sci-fi. I know. Like, I don't know. It's so so sick. Yeah. And you're I right. Think- the controllers. I think they did a good job with like having tools in your hands, so it's like, mm. yeah, you're able. Yeah, there's something about it. Yeah, de- definitely. Um, let's move on to a bit of black box. So, like I said um, before, we recorded that. I'm not going to spend too long on this because you do have a podcast with Eric for President uh, that came out I think a month ago, which pretty mm. much solely talk- talked about black box um, and gave you every single detail on all the questions possible. Um, but it is too cool not to cover it, you know. Um, uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I was going to describe what it is, but do you want, I mean, you might as well give a quick rundown of, of what Black Box is. So, because I didn't know about it until um, you, I had you on a podcast. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Black Box is, so it's a VR fitness experience. Um, that's like the, that's like the, the straightaway pitch of it, but it's much more than something you find on a quest. So, Black Box is uh, it's a location-based um, resistance training, like VR gym, mm-hmm. is what we've been building. Um, so we take we take VR a VR game that we've created, and we combine it with like a robotic cable resistance machine, um, which provides I think up to a hundred. 120 pounds of resistance per arm right now. Um, and so you do things like you're playing a competitive, like sport, like game where you're going against different people. Um, and there's RPG elements in there that we kind of combine with when you're working out, you level up your character in the game while you're also getting stronger in real life. But we combine it with compound, um, exercise movement. So we have 
chest press, um, like a shoulder press, deadlifts, things like that, that you go in. Like, so when you do a chest press, you shoot like a laser out of your chest, mm. like attacking like different enemies. And it's one of the coolest things that I've ever done or worked on in my life. It's, um, it's what I use for exercise. It's what yeah. I use for my resistance training. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have like an app that pairs with it and we track what's awesome. So this is in VR and we're tracking your body. We are tracking all these various different data points that we can then like leverage to use our AI to progressively overload you while you're working out mm -hmm. so you can continue to get stronger. So mm -hmm. we're able to sense like if you're getting tired or, um, you know, if you've gotten stronger and so we can up or up the weight or lower the weight, depending on how that's all going. So it's a total like combination of like a robotic, you know, cable resistance machine with a VR game with an AI that trains you essentially. Yeah. And so we've built these locations and we're bringing it to more and more gyms as we, as we grow the bite. Um, it truly is. It is like the next level of, I guess, weightlifting <laughs> for sure. Is it, uh, is it like one unit you go to for like one type of movement or is it like one unit for all of the different types of, uh, resistance? If that makes yeah, sense. It's one, it's one machine and we have, so it's one machine with two handles on it, but the handles can rotate and move around to different points to, facilitate different exercises um sure. and so the machine will kind of transform to whatever exercise you're going to do but the machine and your vr world are all mapped one-to-one -to -one. so when you're touching parts of the machine you're touching it in vr it's all mapped one-to-one -one. and um so yeah you like for like a chest press when you're doing a chest press because we have different elements assigned to each of the exercises too i think like your chest press and your shoulder press are um fire attacks and like your deadlift and your squats are water attacks and you can take these the elemental rock paper scissors if like someone sends you a fire enemy you mm. can load up squats and then the machine will transform <laughs> to allow you to do squats and then you're doing squats and then you're doing critical damage to an enemy versus like if you were to do just fire attacks it would be a, a little more resistant to that um so that's kind of like the way that we we handle like the balancing and I guess like the gameplay aspect of the mm -hmm. game. And then you have, when you're doing these, um, when you're doing these resistant training exercises, once you're done, you definitely need that rest in between when you're doing those large amounts of weights. And so we incorporate like an active rest, um, little mini game that we have in this game. And if you, I don't know if you guys have played a uh, clash Royale, on mobile oh yeah, yeah 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 it's it's kind of similar in how that works where you actually have a deck of different champions that you can mm -hmm. collect from working out and when you're gaining um currency from doing these battles you can unlock these different champions that you can deploy onto the field that can assist you and when you're deploying in them onto the field you do what we call a slam pattern which is kind of similar to like um like a box or fit xr where you're punching and slicing and doing these different movements to get your heart rate up and so i guess i'm i'm the game programmer um for black box i'm not like the fitness um 
like, I'm not like the fitness professional. We have some of those on there, but apparently I guess like, it's like a hit style, uh, cardio workout in that sense. Um, and they've done all their, I guess, sciencey things to figure out, like <laughs> we, we do like a 30 minute workout. And so we sent when the AI is like sending enemies at you, we try to get it. So you're having like a super, like a, it's like a high heart rate, heavy, like resistance training experience, like through about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's how long the sessions are right now. And so we have these like, I don't know what you would call them, like fitness scientists, fitness professional, <laughs> um, like coaches working on like that side of the game to make sure all the fitness things are all correct. And then, um, me and the team go and just implement that all, but kind of just rambling about it now because it's just there's so much to talk about so much to experience because it's just so yeah so much i think when i was when i was on the website just doing some research the quote that really stuck out to me was um people spend hours playing games leveling up their character but leveling down themselves <laughs> <laughs> referring to someone who would sit on their desk and just play call of duty or whatever mm -hmm. and I, I love that quote because um, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, man. But VR has kind of changed that, right? Because, like, yeah, it, it's the it's you're doing stuff. Even if you're just playing, I don't know, Red Matter like you're doing. If you're standing up, you're on your feet. You know, you're, you're doing mm -hmm. things. You're, you're not always sitting down, which is definitely pro problematic. And I think we've already spoke about this earlier with VR fitness. It's quite big on, on, on I think it's a lot of selling points for some people where people just buy it with their supernatural subscription or they just like to play thrill of the fight synth riders beat saber just to get their their cardio in which is I think is awesome because you know stereotypically I think us as like gamers like sometimes we can forget about that I think you could talk probably about that in terms of as a developer like if you're spending you're on black box you're doing your don't look digital everything right you could always forget to like oh i need to get up and actually do something <laughs> oh, than... totally. yeah 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 black box yeah conveniently for myself it's it's kind of fun i'm working on this thing that i'm able to use for exercise so mm -hmm. um fitness i've always been i've always been into fitness um but the black box has definitely helped take it to the next level where i'm taking it a lot more seriously and not only is it like part of my life it's a part of my job <laughs> so it's kind yeah. of fun to like take that all but yeah it's so true vr has really changed you know how mm -hmm. you can you can make these different fitness experiences just because it's it's your body you know we have a mm -hmm. we have the thing as your body is the controller and i think some other games have said that too but like it really is like mm -hmm. we just have two tracking we have we use like the htc vibe and we use the tracking pucks on those um and yeah, you just, your actions in the game, your exercises in the game, mm -hmm. you know, do different actions in the game. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely, it's a trip. Yeah. Or, I, I, or, oh, go, on. Oh, go ahead, Jenna. Okay. I was, I was just about to say, I think, um, I think with, with fitness in general, uh, if, unless you're like super into it, it's pretty boring. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, th I think the game aspect to, to, to this is, um, is a real key. And I, what I also love about uh, what they're doing at black box and it's, you could say the same to like supernatural as well, but probably more for black box is that um, it's like a personal trainer. You don't have to think mm -hmm. it like you're, the machine does everything. And all you need to do is show up and try and defeat the enemy. 
yeah. yeah gamified yeah yeah totally that's that's what we're trying to do we're you know we're all you know we're big gamers over at black box and that was one of the things is we saw like i think what was the quote is uh you're leveling down your life while you're leveling up your character but we're like why not both mm-hmm. um you know we gaming is one of the most addictive things in the world um and you know fitness has always been yeah just boring to a lot of people and obviously there's a lot of people who you know fitness is not you know it can be hard or it's out of the way it's annoying it's inconvenient there's friction there feel good there's friction and like so that's what we're you know trying to do with black boxes how can we take something like gaming that's fun and there's plenty of um people who have tried it in the past but you know using resistance training i think is a huge piece of the gamified fitness puzzle that has been lacking for sure and um so we're really just trying to see like how can we not only gamify fitness but actually make it a game like not just like oh fun you got some points or whatever like it's an actual game like you go in there and there's strategy involved and there's um, deep RPG elements and you're leveling up these characters and there's these um, we're implementing like clans and teams right now so you can enter these clans and like you know uh, work towards these like either global achievements or I don't know like if if you guys have played very many like MMOs or things like that but like even like in Destiny when you're uh i forget what they call them like clans or whatever they have there where like Mm -hmm. they have like different achievements where you all are working towards like this clan specific achievement you're leveling up your clan together so we're trying to take like the social aspects of that and just i don't know just make a sweet game that's fun to play but also has these exercise things attached to it kind of like how like beat saber like you could call it a fitness game but like that's not what they're tr- that's not like the initial their end I goal guess, right. sell to it yeah yeah um i'm real into uh d- like how do the controllers work because i think i saw on the website it's like a wrist thing like mm-hmm. is there hand mm-hmm. tracking like how how's that all work for you yeah so we use we're using the htc vive right now so we use um we use the htc vive pro and then we use the vive tracking pucks at the moment um and then we're we're always looking for ways to slim that down um and hopefully we're always looking for ways to try to capture like a full body like camera experience so right now is tracking pucks um that track your hands um at least like the position of them to be able to help you grab the handles for the machine and track your movements for some of the hit style cardio mini games we have in the game um but yeah no it's all your you just attach them to your wrist and just go i was about to say um i don't know how much you could talk about this because you like you said you're not inclined with the fitness side as much as the actual game development side of it but mm-hmm. i assume with all the tracking involved the you can really dial in like the form of the person they can find out mm-hmm. oh they're doing the squat correctly are they going deep enough etc yeah, we yell at you if you do bad form. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're doing That's bad amazing. form, we say like, hey, you know, we we have notifications and um, different like things in the game to tell you because yeah, you the form is extremely yeah. important. Yeah, you don't want to hurt yourself. 
Um, so yeah, no, it's true. You are able to track a lot of that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we have like exhaustion maps that, yeah, track, you know, how hard you're hitting different muscles. Um, Mm. you know, we're able to like, what's cool is like, since we can track your height, um, we can position the cables to a specific height that works for you. Cause obviously like a taller person for doing like a standing chest press would need the cables higher, Mm. you know, than you might need them. So yeah, you, because we can track your body, there's, it's just a perfect thing for fitness in that level. But yeah, we definitely track your form. Um, and we will yell at you if you're doing a bad job because we don't want you to get hurt. And also it's just, you're going to get poorer results mm-hmm. anyways, I, if you do that. I assume, I assume you've got heart rate tracking through whatever, what we were wearing on the wrist, right? Oh, uh, we don't yet. We don't no? yet. Oh no. yeah. You got to get that in. That'd be, I think that'd I know. be a great thing as well. I know a um, lot of a lot of uh, our users will like use like their Apple Watch and stuff to yeah. like try to track that along with our app, but it is on our roadmap to get um, that yeah. involved with all the statistics for sure. Definitely, because I think it'd be cool to just view that in game, uh, um, just see your heart rate somewhere, mm-hmm. or just get the person to yell at you, going, "Okay, you need to take a rest because your heart rate's like a one sixty. Yeah, totally, and, totally. Know? So that, oh, yeah, that... I, I can't wait. Um, I was also going to say another advantage of this this black box is that a lot of people um, who don't know much about fitness or maybe are not the fittest person in the world, they get intimidated by going to the gym because they see all these other people, you know, who are super fit and they're like, oh, my, you know, I think the great thing about this, you go into your like booth in a way and mm-hmm. you put your headset on and all the judgment's gone because yeah who cares anymore you're just playing this game and you're immersed so much that you'll forget about the fear um definitely how we yeah how big are your brick and mortars so we have a couple different uh locations so we have we have two locations right now in boise here in boise um and then in san francisco um which are our own like black box gyms um and then we have we've partnered with a gym chain called um eos over on the west coast um here in the u.s that we've installed i think depending on the gym like three to five different booths i mean and it's like a part of their gym Mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah and then um at our own like black box locations like in boise we have seven booths and i think in san francisco we have like 14 or something like that so we're working on different business models in terms of like opening our own gym gyms and then working with other gyms to kind of slot into their existing um, ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sort I of guess, franchise it out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess the, the next step to evolve it is more, I guess, more locations, right. In, in that mm-hmm. aspect. But I think I read that you, your like end vision is to potentially make it an esports, like the CrossFit yeah. games the CrossFit games of, of VR. <laughs> in, in a yeah, way. totally. Yeah, I think we, we, uh, that is definitely one of the visions for sure is we would love for people to come in and actually like compete um, in these, you know, sports uh, mm-hmm. using all of this equipment and like being inside of these arenas and just like any other esport, you know, taking that, but including a bit more of like the physical aspect, I think would be a fun, uh, different kind of like tie in. It kind of combines the world of esports and 
I guess, sports and kind mm-hmm. of combining them together. And I think that would be super sweet. So we, yeah. you know, we're working towards that, um, including more multiplayer features um, and stuff as we go to yeah. kind of help facilitate that. And we've even run some like small tournaments like here in town or, and it's been really fun to watch, like seeing these people compete in different ways. And like, we're trying to learn from how do these like small tournaments work and how can we take some of these things and implement it in like a, a grander vision inside of the game and mm-hmm. like the whole black box ecosystem as a whole. Yeah. Um, would you potentially think about, I don't know if it will work because I guess this thing is so centered to this black box device that potentially bringing something to to your homes. Like I, I was looking at it and go, okay, maybe you got places, you got um, home gyms like Bowflex that do like an all-in-one mm-hmm. that potentially be implemented but but i thought maybe what you could probably do is it you know on the days of recovery or maybe the days off if people have quest headsets for example they can go home link their quest to their game and do some recovery yoga or or meditation like how supernatural does to kind of earn a little bit of points i think that would give some incentive to to do that but i don't know if you're looking at potential home solutions it's definitely uh something we think about and um, consider and talk about for sure. Yeah. Nothing can be said yeah. about all of that stuff, but it's, uh, it's on our minds for sure. Cause I know I would love, I would love something like that. Yeah. Like for sure. Cause yeah, when I'm at on my off days, um, I'm playing beat saber or mm. uh, creed or things like that to kind of help with, with all of that. So yeah the the at home experience is does that's a there's especially a big market there too. I was just I was just when you just said Creed, I started laughing a bit because I remember going into Creed, looking down on my arms, and they would be huge because they would be like yeah. Rocky's body, and I was like, hold on, if I'm a black box, one day that might happen. I might take yeah. the headset off and go, <laughs> yep. oh my god, here we go. <laughs> yeah, no, totally, it just might, yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah so yeah hopefully you come to vancouver soon um hopefully there's a black box there and that that would be pretty awesome potentially i think i'd definitely be interested in something like that um jeff i I just had a couple more questions for you before before i let you go um one was like to as as you're as you're a developer for so many years um what would be like some of your advice tips on on someone who wants to start out and wants to go into vr development like what advice would you give them yeah um i think i think some of like the i'll give some like practical advice and then i'll give some um maybe more theoretical advice but maybe like the practical advice is hop onto youtube um there's tons of awesome tutorials um tons of awesome people just showing you how to get into get into development in general. Um, there's a million videos that aren't like that are more like geared towards like a game engine like Unity or Unreal Engine that are more maybe less VR focused, but at least can teach you a lot of the frameworks and like the groundwork that you can you know that will help you as you transition into VR development. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that stay the same, but there is a handful of stuff that you have to, uh, 
I guess, like think about when you're doing VR development as far as like, you know, locomotion or how you're working with um, space or, you know, making sure the player is comfortable and stuff, which I think you can just learn by just playing games in general and kind of like seeing what you like and what other people like. But yeah, YouTube is such an awesome resource. Um, that's what I use to learn. Um, I didn't go to school or anything for this. I mm. YouTube was basically my teacher. So there's that. And then I think some of like the more theoretical advice is um, try not to beat yourself up over um, getting stuck because programming can be pretty hard. Um, mm. There are some people where it just clicks. And there are some people where it doesn't. There is a there was a portion of my time when I first started programming where I quit because it was just like I don't understand this, like I can't do this. But um, sometimes it sometimes it could be helpful to maybe even redo. Like if you're able to find like a course online or some YouTube videos where you're developing like the simplest game of all time, to maybe do that a few times like do the same tutorial a few times to kind of help make some of those understandings more concrete. But I think like, yeah, don't try not to beat yourself up if you don't get it because chances are you won't at the very start, but it is important to kind of keep just reading about it, watching videos and just trying to soak it all in. Eventually things will start clicking. Mm -hmm. um, and then once things start clicking, then you can kind of push yourself farther and farther and farther. Yeah. Push through the pain. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, that's 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 great advice. Um, I think just to round off the show, because we're the we're an Oculus Quest channel. I did have a quick fire, but we've answered pretty much every question on there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, the one thing that was left on there, and just because we're an Oculus Quest channel, I feel like people won't want to know. Um for the next quest headset what would be one of the features that you'd probably want want for it maybe it's on a developer standpoint in terms of more power mm -hmm. or just a feature for consumers in general like what would you like to see in the next imp implementation whenever it's going to be yeah i think as a developer more power would be awesome um and i think we'll get that for sure yeah i think i think i want more power and i want it to get a little lighter if possible um, I want the headset to get a little lighter. Yeah, just more power. I think like the resolution's pretty good. Um, more resolution would be cool, but um, I think we're at a good enough point for me anyways. But yeah, more power and make it lighter, I think will be awesome. I think we have kind of, I'm looking at my quest over there. That's so where I keep looking off screen. <laughs> like, looking at it. Um, we'll, yeah, we'll just look at our quest for a little bit. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> have a also, moment ship it ship the quest 3 with the with the with the pro with the pro strap the elite the strap, OG yeah. strap oh man it's, <sighs> i don't know i don't know i guess for some people it's not a big deal but for me it it hurts to wear that was the first thing i got rid of that in the the yeah. stock facial interface so it's like oh, vr totally. cover and uh and the strap yeah yeah definitely but yeah more power that way um because the one thing and i don't know if like um non-developers know this with quest but doing right now with the quest 2 and the quest 1 especially doing post-processing like adding color grading or bloom or motion blur or all these extra really cool effects are pretty challenging to do on the quest right now mm -hmm. and it's one of the reasons where 
some games just don't look very good because they don't have the extra level of glue or polish on top and dynamic lighting is definitely tough as well so i think if we get i think we're almost there quest 2 does a pretty good job of it but if we can get some more power to make to give us extra rendering budget for things like post-processing um you know it can still be done right now like all this stuff can be done it's just it's just harder to do um, but I think it'll be, it'll help for indies, like with indies, with really small teams who don't have like dedicated, like technical artists to take care of that stuff. I think it'll be super helpful. Um, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, quick bonus thing. Did you pre-order the steam deck or not? <laughs> oh man. I, I, oh man, I wanted to so bad, but all my, all my, all my money, all my, spending money is just going into vr for sure <laughs> but like the steam deck i'm like that's one thing if we're talking about like you know oh, in terms of power right that's yeah i'm like yeah. that thing looks powerful and they could you know they could slap it onto a a little mobile oh. index or something yeah i mean it's fake because i remember seeing the video of it and they were saying that it's you can um put an index to it but it's not it's not optimized for that right so if you did a dedicated right. a dedicated um optimized for just that G, um the cpu that they put in there it could be it's quite exciting to see how much power like who would have thought you'd be able to put like a full-blown gaming pc in a head and uh, a handheld which i don't know I it look it looks so heavy but i don't really know who will see i'm excited i'm excited when it comes out i'm watching all the the coverage and yeah. i'm excited to see what happens with that that's cool yeah. stuff until they say that yes you can put an index in it and it's going to work great then you'd be like that's <laughs> that's a good business expense yeah then i'll buy it then i'll buy it right <laughs> away yeah. yeah no totally awesome well well thanks jeff thanks a lot for being on the show you've been awesome um, yeah thanks for having me yeah it's been great do you do you want to plug your your socials or, or what you're doing right now yeah just uh hit me up i'm trying to be more active on on twitter so i'm at jeff bull jr on twitter so i'll be posting um more of our like uh little teases and stuff for our game and i'll let you guys know about the news with don't upset bobby um you can check out our studio at don't look digital on twitter mm -hmm. and then um yeah if you're interested in the fitness space for vr check out um black box vr um if you're on the west coast if you're in california or Arizona, you might have a gym near you. Um, so come check us out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no excuses if you if you live right there. I think that's a right. great fitness tool. Come no check excuses. it out. Exactly. Go say hi um, yeah, to Jeff and the gang. But yeah, thanks a lot, Jeff. Um, and thanks to all the listeners listening. I hope you enjoyed this one. It's been a pleasure to have Jeff on the show. Um, we have all the links and everything in the description and you know about me and Samson, so you don't need to know about our links anyway, <laughs> but yeah. So thanks all. Uh, thanks for watching and I will catch you in the next week's episode. Beautiful. <laughs>